Hey everyone, my name is Evan Bieber and welcome to Pop Rocks Interviews. This podcast shares conversations with up-and-coming or independent artists. Pop Rocks is also a live radio show every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. All of these interviews and more can be found on our website at poprocksbk.com. Today, we're chatting with the New York-based power pop band Start the Week Over. Formed in the spring of 2019, friends Bobby, Matt, Stephen, Cooper, and Amanda started to write songs and play open mics while growing their local following. In March of 2020, Start the Week Over released their debut Wonderland EP, blending their punk roots with well-crafted pop rock ambitions. The band was separated during the pandemic, but continued to write and record new music over Discord. They kicked off 2021 with the release of Up Tonight, Keep Away, Sex in Berlin, and their upcoming single, Losing Control. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks thank you. This is awesome. This is so fun. You know, I'm going to be honest. It's been a long time since I have interviewed a full band, so this feels nice. Even over Zoom, this is, like, really cool. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it's bittersweet, but we're glad you get to do it in some way. Yes, exactly. Exactly. One day, one day we could do this in person because you guys are from New York, right? Uh, as of now. Yeah. Cool. As of now. Yeah. As of we, now. Started, <laughs> we started in Boston. We were all Northeastern university students. And then we've kind of been, the plan was right before the pandemic to relocate to New York, but, um, you know, pandemic has kind of halted that. So we're doing it in piecemeal. Bobby and I live together now, uh, right across the river from the city. Nice. And then we're kind of doing a piecemeal. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I feel like that's how a lot of bands and artists are doing it now. Um, but it's so nice to meet you, meet all of you. <laughs> um, yeah, you too. I yeah, thank you. You too. Of course. I uh, read that you guys you're actually pretty like new in terms of like a, a newly formed band. Um, I was wondering how you all met. <laughs> yeah, we're all so. Um, the, the original iteration of start the week over was, uh, Matt and I, and then Steven Doris on drums. And, uh, we formed like what, like a year and a half ago or something like Almost that. Two years actually. And yeah. then yeah, maybe closer to two, years, closer actually, two yeah. years. And then, uh, this, uh, past uh, end of last year ish, we brought on, um, Amanda and Cooper. So this, the, the songs that we're putting out now are the first batch of songs that have all five of us with with hands in on them um so this this iteration of the band uh yeah we're only like a few months old or so wow and i think one of the and i think you know if you if you think about how how long we've been a band one of the other factors has been how long have we been actually able to like write music and be together and and practice and you know learn about each other and and our influences and i think you know even though we've been kind of a band for two years i mean like I'm still in school. Like we were at the, you know, we had other things that were happening. You know, it's exciting for me knowing, you know, you know, we're only going to get more experience with each other and, and write, you know, spe- new songs that, you know, combine all of our influences. So I think, you know, we're, we're definitely new uh, at it for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, the stuff, everything you've put out so far has been so good. So I, I'm excited to That's hear awesome. more. <laughs> um, I read that, and maybe this is just Matt and Bobby, but or maybe this is this is uh, some of you guys um, that you guys started writing songs and playing like open mics. Uh, I'm assuming around Boston to gain like a local following. Yeah, we were. We started off initially 
as like a remnants of an old project I was working with. I played in a, in a punk band and I wrote a bunch of cool songs, Daisy Top and Blackberry Gin being the two that I sent to the band. And I was like, yo guys, I'm, I was living in New York at the time and I was moving back to finish school. And I was like, yo, I'm so excited. These are the tracks I've been working on. Let's do it. And they responded by kicking me out of the band. So I, cause they were like, these songs are so poppy. Like no one wants, no one wants this. Like we want like hardcore punk stuff. And I was like, all right, well, fuck you then. And I was so angry about it. I showed it to Bobby when we were hanging out. Cause we, we were, we had been best friends for like a year or so before we even started making music together. And he was like, you write songs. <laughs> <laughs> And so then we just kind of started shopping them, like the local like coffee shops on campus and then around Northeastern's campus, we just started playing. We did like birthday parties and stuff just to try to get the name out there however we could. And it wasn't until after Daisy Top came out that the people started actually, you know, we started playing at actual venues and stuff. And then Amanda and Cooper only got to play one or two oh. actual venues <laughs> with us, yeah. like with a, stage and, with a stage and a PA system, only a couple of them before the pandemic hit. Oh, so sad. Yeah. I say, though, my, uh, my first live stage experience being the great Scott was just monumental. Oh my God. Like that was an introduction to like <laughs> being a musician and performing for people. I, and I have such a, a, vivid, a vivid memory of we were finishing off the set and um, during like the like outro, Matt said, welcome to the band. And then we <laughs> ended. <laughs> and yeah. It, it was such an experience and I just can't wait until we're able to safely have live shows again because that was a rush. It was definitely one of the best nights of my life and I'm Second. I'm waiting to have for like to have that again. You know yeah. what what a tease that you had that <laughs> one and then that yeah. was it. Ugh. Keeps us uh, keeps us hungry, you know, keeps us you know motivated. Um, I had had the fortune of playing live uh, for different various things and it's it's so much different uh, when you're when you're playing you know at home when you're rehearsing, you know you kind of you need sometimes you need to like bring yourself back in the moment. Yeah, I mean that's the the great part of like recording and writing music too, right? It's like it can be exhausting because it can be just the same thing that you're focusing on, or it can be that kind of motivating factor that it's like a rush of adrenaline that you know you're gonna have when people can hear this and you can perform it. Um, I was just curious to hear all of you um, because I love finding out everyone's influences. Um, so I was wondering if each of you could share, um, I don't know, maybe uh, one of your influences, uh, uh, either artist or band, either for your personal instrument that you play or for the sound that you bring to the band. Uh, we're doing this in alphabetical order. Sure, alphabetical, alphabetical order. We'll start with Amanda. <laughs> We need an order to this. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Amanda. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so definitely, so I grew up listening to a lot of like 80s rock music, Van Halen, Billy Idol and such. Um, so definitely some of that um, sprinkled into the music that I've been able to write since I've joined the band. Um, but I'm also trying to like get some Arctic Monkeys going in there just because it's one of my favorite bands. I I was in their uh, top 0.5% of listeners last year on Spotify. Yes. That doesn't say anything about the type of basis I want to be. Um, <laughs> it's, it's an Arctic Monkeys basis. Um, so yeah, current influences are definitely uh, like 80s rock era. Um, trying to sprinkle in some more modern kind of rock like, like Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Love it. 
Uh, Steven, what about you? Oh, oh wait, I didn't go in alphabetical order. I'm so sorry. I just started doing. I just started doing my screen. Yeah, no, I guess I'll. I guess I'll go. Okay, sorry, Cooper. You'll. I'll go. You'll be after. It's all good. So, I mean, I grew up. Man, I grew up. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. But I grew up. You know, listening. You know, to the Beatles and the Beach Boys. And, you know, I remember my, I got, I was lucky enough to have my first iPod. And I just remember listening to the Alan Parsons project, like on my iPod video. And I, and when I was eight and I thought I was the coolest person, but no, um, I think drummer wise, I would say there's a couple, you know, I love Stuart Copeland. I think he's such a unique drummer. He's one of those drummers where you, you kind of know you're listening to him, you know, and it just, he just, I don't know, combines that reggae, but also punk. Um, I would, I would like to say that that's what I bring to the band, but there's a couple other drummers I've been, you know, been really influenced by the national actually, um, the drummer, uh, Brian Devendorf, and he's really melodic. He uses his toms really well. Um, and you know, and also Jason McGurr from death cab for cutie. He, he does a lot of cool hi-hat stuff. And like I said, really melodic, um, and you know keeps the grooves tight but also kind of adds this cool textures to uh but yeah so as far as a band that's kind of what i would say I, I bring cool love it all right cooper sorry i didn't mean to skip you i just like was going in a weird order <laughs> no that's totally all right um so i might give two kind of counterintuitive answers for one of the guitarists in the band i'm going to give two keyboard heavy uh influences uh but i would say number one is Ben Folds, um, especially when we're writing songs in the writing process. Um, I think he's just a lyrical genius. He has so much subtlety and just beauty in the words that he uses. Um, and so I really look to that, uh, look to him as an influence in the writing process. Um, and also I'm gonna say Lawrence, and I think this is much more kind of structurally and musically. Um, they're really cool, they write pop music that never repeats the same chords throughout a verse um not that's not the universal rule but they <laughs> they they can do that um and they you know use jazz chords um lots of horns and so just thinking musically ways to to sprinkle in some complexity um but still keeping it fun and upbeat is is really kind of my favorite thing to do that's awesome well, your the, your guys' music is fun and upbeat, so <laughs> love that. Although Ben Folds can be a, e either or. <laughs> oh, for I sure. Love, yeah. I love Ben Folds. <laughs> um, all right, Bobby, what about you? Also, I just realized that B does come before C, so this is 100% just not alphabetical order at all. My, uh, my, my <laughs> name on the Zoom call is all out of whack. It's totally okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, the at the time that this band was starting i was listening to a lot of like uh like panic at the disco or like the 1975 kind of stuff but i feel like i really grew up listening to a lot of like queen and freddie mercury and then also a lot of um a lot of broadway stuff i was a theater kid in high school so um i feel like i'm, I'm just drawn to like high like male big performer vocals is kind of uh what draws me in you know totally and hear that yeah. <laughs> uh matt what about you so I, I i come from a weird for like a, a band that started as like a quote-unquote punk band 
it's it was really weird because I come from a world where like my biggest idols in the songwriting process are all like the poppiest of pop songwriters. Like I look up to like uh, I look up to like Ali Tamposi and Ed Sheeran, who's a very who's a very big pop writer. Bibi Rexa is great. Dua Lipa is great. Like all these artists, all these writers that I aspire to. Like when I'm stuck in a melody, I'm like, all right, what would Ali do? What would Ali do here? And then um, beyond that, as as like an artist and a guitar player. I think uh, modern baseball has kind of always been the center home for me. They do so much with so little. And I I think I have a t-shirt of them somewhere in here. They've been a big influence on me since I started. And when I'm looking to like, all right, how can we make this interesting? Like what would Momo do? And especially what they do with just two guitars. So many of this, so many, so much like of the punk revival, like pop punk revival that happened in the last like 10 years or so. It, I felt like did a lot with like three and four guitars and we did that on our first record but hearing what modern baseball and some of their contemporaries have done with just two guitar tracking of uh, something kind of fun Cooper and I have done is like all right how do we pare down this giant sound we want and make it so it's just two guitars straight down the middle and make it really clean sounding well you did great I I, I love hearing everyone's different influences because I think that's so important because I feel like that's what really creates like the depth of sound of a band. So it's just like f- cool for me to hear where everyone comes from, uh, to hear what made you guys who you are now. Um, I want to talk real quick about your debut EP, uh, Wonderland. Uh, wait, so not, you guys didn't all record that uh, EP together, but you guys performed it together, right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, also, sh- yeah. I loved um, your <laughs> music video for Blackberry Gen. Yeah. I thought Would that have been was nice cool. to be in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was, <laughs> no, it's okay. I was, so I, I was moving in uh, to my new apartment that day and I did a horrible job of time management, which, which for the band members now isn't like, you know, pretty on, pretty on uh, <laughs> brand. On brand. <laughs> um, yeah. And so the funniest thing, the anecdote is that Cooper is in the music video. He wasn't in the band at the time. Um, and so, you know, I, I, it's a great music video. I would love to be in one, one day. <laughs> I think the funniest part of that video was Cooper showed up and we were like, it's going to be this big party scene. And Cooper was like, I'm so tired. You cannot get me in this video if I'm not sitting down the entire time. So in every shot, Cooper is in the crowd in a lawn chair. Yes. At one point, I think I gave you a lap dance at some point. I don't know if it made it into the final cut, but I know that was in at least one take. That's hilarious. I'm going to go back now and like specifically just watch for you, Cooper, just to see, just I'm lounging. Right I just remember you I'm just right kind of chilling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he, I think he hopped on the drum kit at some point. So it was a good illusion. <laughs> they did, an, they did a great job. We were at that shoot. Most people play drums at some point. Yeah. <laughs> they did a great job with the, the actual like cup drums, taped drum set. I thought that was super cool. And the guitar? Yeah. The cup yeah, it was, guitar? Yeah. It was it was yeah, pretty that, impressive actually. That took like that took like three weeks. That was uh, that was the time. <laughs> I never want to see a red solo cup again as long as I live. That was <laughs> that was so taxing. Yeah, I put my hater blockers on when I walk into a convenience store. I can't look at myself. <laughs> yeah, block block your eyes. I'm like, no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> go away. Uh, all right, cool. Well, I, now I'm really excited because I want to hear about your um, the new project that you're working on. Some of the new songs, um, obviously, as we. See said your first show was like right at the beginning of the pandemic so since you have new music um how has the recording like 
been like during the pandemic? It's, it's it's been very different. It's been a lot better. We recorded Wonderland in Bobby's uh, in Bobby's apartment in the basement. There was one room that was just a concrete room, and we were like, I was like, oh, the acoustics in here are kind of good. We can just record here, and we used the drum kit in our school's library to record yeah. all the drums on that. Third, second floor snow library. Shout out. Shout out <laughs> um, to the boys. I, I do not know why they have a drum set and music recording studio in the library. <laughs> I, it's it's the weirdest thing nonsense but yeah, but, yeah. now we've we started working with mike dwyer who's a great producer he's worked with sean mendez the national uh jane bird a lot of really awesome artists and he's he legit. sent us an email early on uh when we first were a band he was like i'd love to produce your guys and we were getting like spam emails out the wazoo so we just kind of swept them under the rug <laughs> and then we were starting to look at some new recordings and we needed a couple mixes done for wonderland we were like Let's hit this guy up. Let's see what he's got. He did the mix for She's Got It All. And I think all of our jaws just hit the floor. Yeah. I think we, and so as soon as we heard that recording, we were like, all right, we got to work with this guy. We went to his studio for three days um, at the end of 2020. And we recorded, I think we, we, we recorded six new tracks that are going to be coming out. Oh, are we reading that? Yeah. yeah Woo! Yes. <laughs> yes. This is uh, Keep Boys number two. There's six in total. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh! And it was so much. It was it was it was, it was, it was like, a fresh scoop, Evan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. Like, I was like, I didn't even have to ask. I'm. I'm hyped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can. I think I can speak for all of us. When it was, it, it was one of the one of those things where like, okay, we're this is legit. Like we're in this now. Like we're actually at a real studio. We're working on music together. You know, it. Some of the coolest things that you know, the little pieces of the songs that you know people might not notice you know, we're, 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 was when we were discussing it, when we were recording, you know, and, and I just think that's, you know, it's exciting. I had a very strong allergy attack to <laughs> not our it Cooper. Was, there was but a, there was a studio dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. Mike's dog Cooper. And I was knocked out for the entire day because I was on Benadryl and corticosteroids just because like my asthma was so bad. I couldn't open my eyes because they were so puffy. And so I slept through the entire first day of recording. And then they woke me up and said, you have to do keep away space. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I can't count. So I was <laughs> no. like, I was like, Mike, please, tomorrow I'll be so much better. Please think I'm a competent basis. I'm just currently <laughs> recovering from not being able to breathe. And then the next morning, we just went right back into it. And then our final night there, we were figuring out um, You On My Mind, which is coming out this Friday. Um, and then, it, like like Stephen said, some of the things that, that you might hear were kind of figured out like as we were able to all be in, in the same room together. So the baseline in that. Uh, during the chorus was the brainchild of Matt, I think Steven and I sitting um, in the kitchen just playing things and, and then like yeah. I played something and I'm like we have to change it. Tomorrow I'm recording this. And then everyone was like this is how music should be written in yeah. a room together, not over Discord not, not over anything else other than in person and being able to feel each other's vibes um, and it's also a lot easier than having um, Pro Tools screen shared <laughs> um yeah. but don't give matt too many like too much trauma right now he it's, <laughs> it's still fresh that we had to like stop writing a song in like the early pandemic just because pro tools wasn't cooperating and i couldn't get them to hear anything we were like well we can look over the lyrics and not be able to hear each other i guess uh, uh, i'm so glad that we've been lucky enough we're all it's we're all at some level of vaccination now which is awesome 
Congrats. Yeah. Congrats, everyone. Okay, get vaccinated, <laughs> people. You. Yes, everyone get vaccinated. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, everyone, please get vaccinated. We want to play live shows, and we yes. can't until you get a shot in your arm. Exactly. And if you don't yeah. like us, we won't play live shows as All right. So I first, first of all, I loved um, "Up Tonight" and "Keep Away." So I, I love both those songs. Um, I watched your "Up Tonight," uh, Matt and Bobby. I watched the, um, the YouTube video that you guys put up about the production, which I loved. There was a lot of really, really cool stuff in that. Um, for those people, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, there was a lot of cool sounds that now I like look to hear for in the songs, like the airplane, the rain falling, the flight attendant. It's all oh, so yeah. cool. Oh, Evan's a true fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're impressing me right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was so cool. That was a little trick I picked up from Phineas, uh, who I think a lot of people know at this yes. point, but if you don't, he's uh, Billy Eilish's brother and uh, probably one of the best living producers. He, what what track did he use it in? I think it's in When the Party's Over and like buried, like deep under there. The, the like that. beep, 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 beep. What oh. airlines? Yeah, the airlines. Well, um, it would be uh, Not Goodbye. It's one of those ones though. One of the short title ones. One of the one of the, one of the last three songs off of. <laughs> I, 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 know, I, I, yeah, I yeah. can't remember what it is. I, I, anyway, but like that, the little tricks like that. Before I go, that's the one. Before I go, thank you. Yeah. Um, that's it, that's it. Sorry, we're arguing about Billy Eilish songs. No, I was gonna Google it real quick. I was like, oh, let me <laughs> find out. <laughs> um, but cool touches like that. I think we learned really early on when even when we were just a three piece, we would record like, all right, let's record the guitar parts. Let's record the drums. Let's record the bass. And then I'd listen back to it, expecting to hear like the radio hit of my dreams. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Why isn't, why isn't this working? And, and it's just, and it was just learning that it's like, okay, layering and just adding ear candy just means so much to production. And just looking at like guys like Austin Hall, who if there are any producers listening, I learned almost everything from Austin Hall Audio and Visual. He has a channel on YouTube called Make Pop Music. It is so incredible. He teaches so much about how to layer, how to fix your session, how to look at tracks holistically. It's really cool. And just experimenting with weird shit, I think what was fun, like the, yeah. the uh, in Keep Away, the sweep that goes into the chorus, which is on our on our Instagram channel. I don't think it's actually on YouTube yet. Uh, the sweep is a PlayStation 2. So uh, the PS2 startup, like, whoa. Ooh, we need to get a GameCube intro in there somehow. That that, that's a that's a drum heavy fill. We'll we'll get you <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> and I and keep away also keep away is such a good song. I mean, I, I right when I heard it, I was like, oh, I love these guys. I like your vibe. I like like it. Just I felt like it was a really. It's just a great song. Um, can you tell me about uh, the recording of that song or the writing of it? Yeah. Uh, well, I couldn't count because I was very. Oh, that was the day. <laughs> yeah, this, Sorry, this was, this was, the yeah, drums took was, uh, uh, drums took a long time. Uh, all all six of these were done in the same in the same batch. The one weekend that we took the trip out to yeah. the studio, um, but I feel like this was this was the the first one that we did right. I yeah, think in terms of recording order, Keepaway was the one that we tackled first. Yeah, and when we were writing it, when we started writing it right before the pandemic, it was actually the Thursday before like everything started to shut down. We had band rehearsal and we were sitting at band rehearsal laughing like, why are we here? We're not playing a show for a very long time. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. School's about yeah. to get closed for two weeks. Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, like, wait, wait, so school's going to close? What, what am I, I going to go to class? I know, and we thought it was just two weeks at the time for some yeah, reason. Yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, but 
and Cooper came back to my apartment and I had, I had set it up in like a very like rigid pop punk structure. And this is where like Cooper's influence on like the jazz and folk front. And I played it for him and he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think you got this all wrong. And I'm like, I was at the time up until then, I was so defensive. I was like, how dare you touch my song? And then I was like, <laughs> all right, Cooper, show me what you got. And he added these gorgeous suspended chords that you, that aren't, that are more felt than they're heard in the chorus and I was just enamored with it. And I think from there we worked out a couple of lyrics and then didn't see each other for several months <laughs> until we did the next time we saw each other, we were in the room, like touching up the lyrics yeah. again. Wow. The, I think it's, it's interesting how our, how our songwriting process has evolved though. I mean, we're, we're able to now, I have an electronic drum kit and we're able to now like, he'll send me the, the recording of, of the guitars and the vocals and, I'm actually able to like track drums and, you know, I think be, be, but for keep away, I was a, you know, I didn't really, really have an, any ideas of what I was going to play until we got there. Um, and I think Mike did a really good job kind of telling us, uh, giving us like the main backbeat or giving me the, the idea to, to keep that kind of steady throughout the chorus. Um, and I think that really ties it together. Um, so shout out to Mike for that. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike in general. He's a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Actual wizard. Shout out to Mike for putting up with me. Uh, <laughs> that time. But, but if, I, I just have to save face now. Uh, I was able to count by the end of the day, and it turned out great. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah, no, no, no. It, bass, bass ended up fine. It was a rocky start, uh, but... Shout out to Mike for being patient and actually being like one of the most encouraging people I have ever met before in my life. Yeah. Um, we could just turn I, this into a, a, a gassing up of, of Mike Dwyer. Love so, it. Like, literally, like, every, every day of my life is a gassing up. <laughs> we have this running joke in the band where um, that I have a podcast voice and like every time we had a, a rehearsal, it, it was like, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Start the League Over podcast. And today we're going to be, and now it's going to be, and now we're going to be gassing up Mike Dwyer. Now, well, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. That's how I can start the this podcast with that clip, and yeah, then that's there you go. <laughs> and that's well, how we started. My, my old roommate was like, "You should totally call it start the podcast over." And I was like, "We're not doing that. We're not starting a podcast." <laughs> no, nope. we started at Twitch, which is the gamers podcast, so it makes sense. That's true. That's true. Um, I want to ask you guys, because you were just talking about it, you just announced it, You On My Mind comes out this Friday, or this Friday, yeah, this it's coming Friday, out so yeah. soon, 23rd. oh my gosh, I am excited for it, because the clip you put out, it sounds a little different than some of yeah. your other music, it oh, sounds a little bit more dancey, synthy, um, what can you tell me about it? Yeah, we... Um... Uh, we were actually we were sending an email to somebody today about the song, um, and we were required to describe it. So the the description that we came up with was um, it started as a as a country song, and there was there there's a parallel universe out there where we gave the song to somebody else and we didn't record it, but in this one we decided that we wanted to keep it for ourselves, and ultimately we we tried to force it into like the the pop punky pop rocky stuff that we've had to date, but. It wasn't really working and we just kind of we just kind of like opened it up and let it evolve into what it wanted to be and it became this like <laughs> this spacey vibey 80s pop rock song yeah. and 
it's i think it's one of my favorites out of this batch honestly 100%. i have i have such a good time with it like yeah. the it, it's so it's so much fun and i think it's... i think the most fun part of it was that like you always hear about like records the best records are made at like one o'clock two o'clock in the morning and amanda said with the baseline because we <laughs> we had like three or four working demos and we listened to all of them we were just like none of these none of these make sense like that why does it why is this working and so we stripped the whole demo down we had finished a full day of recording it was like eight o'clock we ate we ordered wings i remember we just yeah. like we ate wings had a good time and then i stripped the entire demo down to just the intro piano and steve pulled up the electronic kit and he was fussing around with stuff i'm messing with knobs and i accidentally hit a delay on it that just like all of a sudden steve starts playing this like really like cool backbeat bobby gets an idea it's like what if we give this like a sleek japanese like japanese city pop type vibe and, <laughs> and we're like we're we're at the point now where we have to finish recording by noon the next day is we're getting kicked out of the studio not like kicked out but like we, our yeah, time is yeah. done there gently like, gently pushed out the door. yeah you gotta go yeah and so and so we were just like honestly any idea is an idea at this point so let's just go for it and we were like fuck it it's an 80s pop song now because it was the best <laughs> idea we had and i think we're all we're all just kind of blown away by this one and i think yeah, yeah out, out of the six this one was like mostly post-production like when we yeah. when we left the studio at the end of this trip the other five that we had coming out were like done done they needed a couple synth pastors or whatever but this one was was very much like a skeleton and over the next couple months or so we just kept having uh, like Discord sessions or, or band calls, where you, we would just see like what what MIDI stuff we could cram into it to to get it to where we wanted it to be. And it was the first when I first uh, heard the demo, one of the demos Matt sent. I tried playing it in using it like a real real acoustic drum sounds, and I'm like, I oh, know this is electronic. This is 100% electronic drums. So it's the first song where it's actually not. It's completely MIDI drums. Um, it was really my first taste at actual producing because I was I was using GarageBand. I was adding like little like little mel like melodies here and bongos. Like I recorded the there's a section where you might not hear it, but I'm doing little bongos on the keyboard, and it was it was it was a lot of fun to do. Now I'm gonna just add the show. I just had the yeah. Just like <laughs> add <laughs> like, more yeah, the cat meme, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen for the bongos now, and I yeah. think that's so fun that it's just kind of like let's have fun with it, like let's make music and have fun. Um, I wanted to oh let's see oh I guess I there's a time limit on this. Um, <laughs> um, before before I let you guys go, um, one r random question I thought of because we were talking about touring, which. I'm imagining a day where we'll be able to tour again. And when touring does exist, who uh, and each of you again could share um, who, who's like a dream band that you would want to tour with. And it can be the same one because we've talked about it like a hundred. Oh, OK. Right. Well, let's let of. Cooper go first. Cooper has been slighted. Cooper, yeah. you've been yeah. quiet. Well, wait, no, I. <laughs> I, I don't have one as ready as Matt and Amanda do. Well, we're, we're giving you this opportunity now. Three, two, one, question mark? I, I think it, I think we're on the same one. If it's not, it's, hopefully it's not embarrassing. All right, ready? Okay, hold Three. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, God, I... <laughs> I know the first band that came to your head. Just say it. Three, two, one, the band Camino. Yep. <laughs> of course it's the band. Oh, of course it's the band Camino. Camino. They are so fucking cool. And yes. they, like, I, they're, they're a little... Like, oh, yeah. They're in a different direction than we are, but they are also like connoisseurs of the classics. They love their 80s new wave. They're such the a good pop rock band. And like to tour with them 
would just be it'd just be a party. It would be so much fun. And the main for me too. Ooh, yeah. I I need to just throw out there about the band Camino real quick. Um, not last year, but the year before, top listen to artists. And I went to to their concert and they opened with Break Me. Mm. And that's when I knew I was in for a good show. <laughs> so I know they can deliver and they can perform and they're just so good and I love them so much. Um a little more like up our like avenue of music. I think um <laughs> I wish Neon Trees was was still like they 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 are still around. They actually just dropped the the 10 year anniversary of uh animals um 10 so, years 10 years what the hell? that was my thought too <laughs> 10, 10 years oh my yeah. god oh. and then walk the moon walk the moon oh, would, yeah. would, would just be great because matt and i oh, yeah. bonded over them instantly but i would stop i, I would cry <laughs> yeah. didn't they but play at Springfest? walk the moon or northeastern no. didn't they play at Springfest that one year it may have been before my With time i, I would have been there chance the rapper came to northeastern and and it was such an interesting vibe. I saw a chance at Boston Calling. Well, speaking of Boston Calling and House of Blues, um, the band that I'm going to say I've seen at both of those venues, um, I'm going to go with the Districts. Um, they're they're uh, still, I mean, medium medium sized band out of out of Philadelphia, and um, they're really cool. I I've seen them actually every time they've been to Boston. Um, one of my favorite bands, pioneers of the genre I like to call nihilist disco, um, <laughs> which I know Matt is also appreciative of. And, you know, for a long time, they made music that I don't think is very similar to ours, but I think as our sound is developing and also as theirs has developed over the past couple years, um, I think we're kind of converging into similar territory and they're also great guys. I've met them a couple of times. And so I think, I think doing shows with them would, would be super cool. They also mainly stick to a kind of local Northeast circuit. So um, I just, I just think the stars might align. The stars might align. You're throwing it out there into the universe. Uh, Steve, what about you? Um, You know, I really don't know, honestly, I, I, I would, you know, completely different genres, but I would love to play with some like the who or, you know, what's left of Led Zeppelin. And, you know, but obviously that's just completely it's not it's not even possible. Um, I would say bands that are in our arena. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to play with all time low. I mean, they're from I'm from Baltimore. They're from they're, they're from Baltimore. Uh, I think that would be I mean, the peak. If we're if we're if we're still like feel like we're a pop punk band, you know, that's like kind of like the the peak for me um, or, or you know, some other punk bands around. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I just want to play live. I think, you know, any band that shares our energy and that whose fans, you know, would would appreciate our music. That's, you know, I know casting a broad stroke there. But hey, no, that's great. That it makes so much sense. It's like at this point, I just want to play music live <laughs> yeah bands that know how to party too would be cool yes uh well you guys i am so happy to meet you all today um and i sadly i'm getting cut off by zoom but <laughs> but you guys thank you again it was nice to meet thank all you of you so much yeah thank you so much thank you thanks for having of course us. bye everyone
Bye. Bye. Hey, if you like what you heard today and you want to hear more interviews from up-and-coming artists, follow our podcast at Pop Rocks Interviews, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're bored and you have a minute, give us a rating on iTunes. Pop Rocks is also a live radio show every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. You can also check out our website at poprocksbk.com or follow us on social media at poprocksbk.